Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Paula Vanaka and welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, the Fiji Women's Sevens team targets new ground. Pacific Hockey Nations are reassured over their international future. And Papua New Guinea's Rebel Football League talks expansion. But first, it's back to the drawing board for Samoa and Tonga after both teams came up short in the inaugural Pacifica Rugby Challenge. The Manu were thrashed 78-0 by the All Blacks, while the Ikalitahi were beaten 24-6 by Wales. Veteran prop Census Johnston doesn't believe the scoreline was a fair reflection on their game. I thought we started well and put them under pressure, but we weren't able to execute uh, in those last important moments to to score. And when you're you're playing these the, the, the All Blacks, you got to take every chance, and uh, we didn't. And I, I actually think that if uh, we were to score those those couple of tries right from the start, uh, it would have been a different game. Does that show, I guess, just in Test Rugby, just how sort of those little moments can, can be so pivotal? Yeah, it is. When you're playing against the best in the world, you know, you've got to take your chances. And, um, you know, I think we, we ran out of gas around the 30th minute and uh, got a bit frustrated, you know, and um, it's tough. Uh, when you're you're down nil by, and lost by 80-something points, it's... It's tough to digest, you know, and uh, back to the drawing board, but we, we've got a lot of positives to take out of it as well. You've obviously been a part of this team for a number of years. Uh, you've played in a number of games. You've experienced wins. You've experienced losses. Uh, so uh, w- w- how does this game compare with, with, with some others? Um, just the the intensity, you know. Um, when when uh, you're playing the All Blacks, you've you got to play for 80, 90 minutes, and uh, we only played for 30, and... It, uh, we lost the ride at the end, but you know I'm, I'm real proud of the boys and the way we performed in the first 30 minutes, and uh, you know we'll take the positives out of it. How do you, I guess, respond for next week? Because you've got a game against Wales, and I know ultimately the matches that matter are those games in July against Tonga and Fiji. But uh, obviously you'll be in front of your home supporters uh, at Apia Parker and. They're a pretty vocal bunch, and, uh, and they'll be wanting a performance from you guys. Yeah, and um, I, I think the weather's uh, a lot different as well. You know, um, I don't think the Welsh are uh, too used to having 40-degree uh, weather in, in Wales anyway, so uh, we're hoping to use that as an advantage. But uh, also uh, we can take away um, some good points from the first 30 minutes and move on from there and try and get a good result next weekend. Does anything that happened tonight, the performance tonight or the result tonight, does that change anything amongst the playing group, amongst the squad in terms of how you prepare for next week? Are there things you've identified that you need to change or is it...? No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, uh, you know, although we lost by, by 80 points, um, there's a lot of positives, you know, the, um, we we lo- missed a lot of one-on-one tackles, which is you can't do at this level. And also, um, when you're not taking your chances, it, it costs you. And uh, I, we spoke about it before the game today, and we didn't take in any of our chances when we when we had them presented. 
how do you make sure when you have those moments that are so crucial that you capitalise? It's pretty much just going back to um, the detail and um, training it out at a high inten- higher intensity because uh, that's what let us down, um, just the lack of concentration and the lack, lack of uh, finishing. Census Johnston. Meanwhile, Tonga struggled for cohesion against a Wales team missing 12 players to the British and Irish Lions. Head coach Toto Kefu says with only a few training sessions under their belts, it was always going to be difficult. It's a starting point. Um, you know, we always have those challenges of uh, time constraints regarding preparation, but it's a starting point. You know, we, we obviously, to, to get better, we need to... Um, we need to get better, do things better, make better decisions. But um, I thought the effort was there. You know, the turnover, the turnover rate was more than double theirs. So we made a lot of mistakes. Uh, we made some mistakes in terms of execution, decision making, uh, and some of those at crucial, crucial times. We had a little bit of a game plan, and, and, and um, we, at times we didn't execute that. Um, we didn't cope with their, their line speed and the numbers in the defensive line, so that was that was tough initially. So we don't we didn't re- adjust um, and, and come up with some solutions. But um, oh look, we get playing time together. Um, um, we, we there's a few areas that that are magnified now, so we can concentrate on. Um, so and, and and general conditioning, you know, we've never played together as a group, um, and that's it test match against the Tier 1 nation, so we obviously, for the hit-out, we're going to get better. The Ikaretahi have no match this weekend, but are in camp in Tonga, while Samoa host Wales in Apia on Friday. The Fiji women's sevens team are targeting a return to form in this weekend's final round in France, as they bid to secure a first-ever top-four finish on the World Series. The Fijiana finished ninth at the last round in Canada to slip to fifth overall, but head coach Eliasa Tanivolet says they are hoping for one final push. Compared to the men's, they've got 10 tournaments and they're done in, within six months. For us, we've got six tournaments and this is our seventh month, I guess, starting from December. So yeah, it's quite a bit long for us and that is what it is and we just got to get on with it. You've made a few changes through to injury for this final tournament in France? Yes, of course. Uh, uh, we were lucky in the first five tournaments. We didn't have any major injuries, and again, we were consistent with uh, our selection and, uh, of course, with our performance, so we were able to stay in the top four. Uh, I guess the last tournament, we had a few injuries. Uh, heading into this tournament, we were forced to make a couple of changes, uh, but I guess it's an opportunity for the girls, the other girls that uh, haven't uh, been in the, uh, the squad to come in and uh, stake the claim. So this is the last tournament of the season, too, so, uh, you know, this is it. You know, it's been, as you say, it's been a long season. Um some new uh, girls into the team, but uh, you know, one final hurrah to hopefully get inside that top four. Yes, definitely. We've spoken about it as, a, as a squad after naming the team. Uh, if we can uh, be focused on uh, our full games and try and uh, get up for each game, get in the, in the main uh, playoffs, and uh, if we can stay in the top four and hopefully uh, make that qualification for uh, next year's World Cup, uh, it would be great for the squad and. Uh, and it will be something to look forward to come uh, the next series and uh, next year. If you don't finish in the top four and don't get that automatic qualification through the series, uh, what do you have to do to get there? Uh, in October, we have the Ocean Tournament here in Suva. You have to go through again and try and uh, qualify from uh, the, the Pacific region. 
And uh, I guess there's the workload on us, but if we can uh, make it the top four in Claremont, makes our work easier. We can come back and uh, put our feet up and relax. Uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, knowing that we made that, if we do make that qualification, and uh, just to prepare for the World Series and uh, get on with the series, and uh, you know, knowing that we already qualified for the World Cup, and something we just gotta get on with it, and uh, you know, come uh, July, uh, you're ready for it. But uh, you know, for us uh, going into Claremont, uh, we just need to focus on uh, our pool games. First things first, and uh, try and get through there. You had a real breakthrough in uh, Japan when you made it through to the semi-finals there, and you've been very consistent throughout the whole season, and and you've been you know in that top four largely. Uh, to, to take that step back in Canada there and, and only finish with that uh, challenger title, uh, what were the reasons behind that, and what have you learned from that? Just uh, individual preparations. Uh, mentally, as a team, we, we were no, not really stuck to our guns. Uh, I guess we always committed uh, um, Spain and uh, Ireland in the pool games. We managed to get back and play one of our best games with Australia and drew that game. But uh, it's something we just got. We've learned and spoken about as a as a as a squad. Uh, you know, we just got to turn up every time mentally, and with a uh, jersey on and uh, we're having that uh, emblem on our chest. We just got to be proud and really. Be passionate about playing for Fiji, uh, and it's something the girls have uh, really uh, counted for, and uh, something we've worked hard over the last few weeks out to Canada, and hopefully, uh, you know, going into Claremont Sevens, we'll just start, you know, get stuck in and uh, really play to our best uh, uh, potential. Fiji women's sevens coach Iliasa Tanivola. Oceania Hockey says the Pacific region is not being left behind in a global revamp of the sport. This month, the International Hockey Federation announced a new international competition called the Hockey Pro League. The league will start in 2019 with elite nations, including Australia and New Zealand, involved. But Oceania Hockey's Continental Development Officer, Jill Gemming, says the Pacific teams are not being left out of the loop. Firstly, the Hockey Pro League is a very exciting uh, opportunity for our bigger nations and it is really significant that both Australia and New Zealand have been accepted as participants in that. So that is huge for this part of the world and the profile will be enhanced with this new competition and uh, that also brings opportunities for our Pacific Islands. Both Australia and New Zealand are always looking to include the Pacific Islands when they have an event like the Pro League is likely to be and to have a lot of activities around it. You know, they are already looking at, you know, how they they can include the Pacific Islands in an event perhaps beside it. But I guess um, the World League Round 1 and 2 will still be there. And so there's been no change as far as that level of competition for the Pacific Islands. So that was every two years, the World League. So that event will remain? That event will remain. And the the significant point is that when there's been really robust discussion around what these new competitions were going to look like, New Zealand and Australia uh, has have had real opportunities to put their case forward, but so did the Pacific Islands. And in the last Oceania Cup in Stratford, Ken Reid, who heads the FIH Competition Committee and also is very much part of the group that were looking at these new world competitions, came to Stratford and 
ran a, a workshop which included Samoa, Papua New Guinea and Fiji in those discussions. So they were able to take a real part in identifying their needs but also looking at um, you know brainstorming sort of not just for uh, FIH competitions but also for uh, Oceania as well. Aside from this hockey pro league, there are still Olympic Games, there are still Commonwealth Games, there are still you know World Cups as well. So obviously there, there will still be qualifying pathways for those events. Absolutely. And I think the big change that we have made is um, recognising for you know the Pacific Islands that there needed to be another level of competition within our continent. And um, so... This year we have Oceania Cup, which is always a qualifier, and it is our highest level tournament, and is the one that all our member countries can get an opportunity to gain world ranking points. And all of our Pacific Island uh, nations now have a world ranking sort of standing, and I think that's sort of a significant improvement from perhaps where they were sort of three years ago, uh, Tonga and Solomon Islands now on that um, World League ranking table, and so that's a significant step. But this year, um, at Oceania Cup, we're introducing a new tournament called the Intercontinental Fives. And Hockey Fives has been the new game that was introduced by FIH and played for the first time at the Youth Olympic Games and will be the the Youth Olympic Game for uh, next year in Argentina. The important thing is for the island nations, one, they struggle to get playing fields and equipment. And so when they first start off, Hockey Fives is an ideal game for them because it has a smaller uh, footprint on, on the land, so it's easier to find a place to play. But also the rules are more simple and it's a very fast and open game and it's easy for them to pick up. This year, in response to that, uh, the fact that we have new members in the Solomons and Tonga now regularly playing, we've also put alongside um, the main event in Oceania Cup, the Intercontinental Fives, and that really now has given them, all of the Pacific countries, an opportunity to make a choice. Do they wish to enter the 11s or do they wish to play for fives? But the critical thing is that FIH have now agreed to allow the world ranking points to go through to the Hockey Fives. So for this year we have Australia, New Zealand and Papua New Guinea playing in the 11s. So that'll be allocated one, two, three of our world ranking points. But the other nations playing in the fives, whoever finishes top will get the fourth highest ranking points and continuing down. So this is really quite a new initiative and Oceania has worked really hard to get FIH to accept that there needs to be uh, a different way of allocating the world ranking points to, to cater for the Pacific Islands. That's Oceania Hockey's Continental Development Officer, Jill Gemming. Football Federation PNG President John Kapinato believes the National Premier League will only get bigger in the years to come. Hikari United defeated FC Papaka four goals to one in Saturday's inaugural grand final. The domestic competition is run by the Breakaway Football Federation PNG, 
which is not recognised by the PNG Football Association, Oceania Football or FIFA. But John Capinato says momentum is growing. By bringing in very rural talents and uh, players that has never played on the States in a very public arena, but there's the uh, skills and the talents and seeing some of our former players who are coaching those teams in the rural areas and uh, bringing them and, uh, you know, we've been written off and uh, coming to the finals yesterday and seeing the stadium pack, to me, it tells the story of itself, that it is a new chapter of, uh, of football going into the rules and the urban areas and seeing the supporters coming out to uh, support the, the game. Uh, to me, it is a wonderful feeling, and not only for me, but for, for this country as a well. whole. Hikari United, a well-established team in Papua New Guinea and Oceania football, as you would know with your previous involvement with the team, um, Papaka obviously uh, a bit newer to the fray. It was a good game. Uh, Papaka uh, lived up to the standard, coached by David Awa, the former national goalkeeper of Papua New Guinea, uh, who has also played for Hikari once, and uh, knows how he feels from his boys in the rural areas, meeting up, up against a, a club that is well-established and setting the standard in this country. I think it was a great day for his uh, players and all his supporters in the rural areas. So for me, uh, I was very excited with, with, with this with the finals yesterday. It was the biggest finals, I think. You know, you've talked previously about um, how people thought that there would be this huge disparity in scorelines throughout the competition, but you thought some of the new talent, some of the new clubs had proven to be quite competitive. I, 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 I do see after the final there are a couple of comments on social media saying that some of the scorelines between one conference and the other was a little bit one-sided in some of the finals games, like the semis. Um, what, what's your sort of feeling on the competitiveness uh, in that final series? I think uh, because it is the first, first year of the birth of the National Premier League, and I think there can be criticism from every angle. I mean, when I started the National, National Soccer League way back in 2006 as a chairman, people ruled it off and they said that the score lines would be different, uh, teams won't be competitive because of this and that. Now, people got to understand that when you want to start something, you don't see all of a sudden results that you will be satisfied with. You know, you've got to get through it and uh, players are coming in. It's a new experience. Clubs are trying to form and all that. So, uh, I mean, uh, in the semi-final, Akari beat uh, Nawaim FC in the semi-final with about 11 new. Yeah, I mean, so half of those boys, uh, one of them played for Hikari before. And, uh, I mean, uh, I was a bit disappointed with the result. I mean, uh, would have been competitive. But, uh, listen, some of those boys, about seven of them were brand new boys who've never played on the football pitch that is so, you know, different from the way they played in the rural areas. So, one cannot, I mean, social media are there, they've always given their negative and positive and whatever, but for me, if if this is the direction that it's going to go, I build National Soccer League from Norway to where it was before. And it's the same person who's now jumped onto a new National Premier League. In the next, if this is the way it's going to go in the next five years, this is going to be the biggest league in this country. Okay, and, and you've talked about growing this league. You've got two conferences of six, and you've talked about uh, the Highlands, the New Guinea Islands, uh, expanding that. Is that yes. is that yes. pro- is that yes, is uh, that what you're planning for next time? Yes, uh, I've already visited the New Guinea Islands. Uh, definitely, New Guinea Islands will be starting Kokopo. Uh, we've got Admiralty, who flew all the way from Manus to play in, uh, in the Southern Conference, has now decided to go back to play in the uh, NGI Conference. So we're going to set up NGI conference, which my visit is already. We're going to make another visit to ensure that they start their competition in Kokopo. 
the Highlands region, I'm just waiting for the election to be over and done. And then I'm going to make myself over to the Highlands to talk to them to see how they want to start their Premier League in the Highlands. So uh, it's, all, it's all worked out. It's all planned out. And, uh, you know, I want to see football touch the four regions of this country. And, and, and I'm telling the government, this is the structure that all sports must go throughout the country. We cannot marginalize sports only in the cities and the, and the town areas. And others are, you know, priv- unprivileged. So they would see the clear example that happened yesterday at the grand final was a village team against Hikari. That, that, that speaks a story of itself. That's the Football Federation PNG boss, John Capinato. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.